Howard Thurman so beautifully wrote, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive, coming alive. That, my friends, is what self-discovery is all about. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? You wear that mask for. Hello there, and welcome to episode 10 of Self-Discovery. In this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about what it feels like to really believe in yourself. Um, And before I dive into today's topic, I just want to remind you that episodes come out on Mondays at 6 a.m. And if you would like to submit a question for this podcast that I answer in an episode, please visit JacquelineSteelInternational.com slash selfdiscoverypod. Okay, so today's topic is what does believing in yourself feel like? And I like this because as somebody who, I'm very creative. And so I think people assume that I'm very right-brained. But in all actuality, I definitely lean toward the left a lot of the time. I like practical solutions. I like to be able to read something to understand it. I like it when things are explained in detail. And the saying of, believe in yourself is one that I think is shared with really good intent. But I've always wondered, what does that look like in action? What does that feel like on a day-to-day basis? When I wake up in the morning, what is believing in myself throughout the day look like? Um, And so today's podcast episode is all geared toward this question. And I'm going to dive right in. I realized something revolutionary last year. It was a lesson that I fought really hard for. Tooth and nail, blood, sweat, tears, the whole gamut. And at several points during the fight, I didn't know if I would come out on the other end. I think we experience this feeling every time we are wrestling out of our old self and into a newer, more spacious version of ourselves. I share my specific story in podcast episode two of self-discovery, and I also have it in an ebook form that you can get on my website, JacquelineSteelInternational.com. I think growth requires wrestling, this discomfort. Did you know that if you cut open the cocoon of a butterfly as it's trying to emerge, that it will die? It's because the butterfly's wings need the squeezing pressure of being reborn out of the cocoon, so its blood will be forced into its wings. Without this process, the butterfly will never be able to take flight and will wither and return to dust. And I think we are this way. There are times in which lessons come easily, yes, but in my experience, it's the most painful lessons that are the most powerful. In the heat of the experience, it's hard to remember this, but as the embers fade and the orange-red turns to black, the gold that remains shines through if we are paying attention. We may have to do some cleanup and some digging, but make no mistake, the gilded lesson is in those ashes. I walked through fire last year, and one of the biggest things I wrestled with was how little I have believed in myself. I have had moments of great confidence, but that's exactly what they were. 
moments. They were fleeting like when your favorite song comes on the radio, ends, and leaves you wanting so much more. When I was first faced with this realization, it was hard for me to understand. I thought I had done a pretty solid job of believing in myself. I've taken risks. I've competed in an international talent competition in LA, and I won. I've moved all over the country and lived in 10 different states or something like that to pursue different opportunities. I have followed my heart. But in retrospect, I discovered that the belief I had in myself has always been flighty. It would come and then go just as quickly as it had appeared. And the reason for this is that it had always been attached to other people's opinions of me. I was totally dependent and addicted to seeing myself through their eyes. I'm also a recovering people pleaser. My natural bent is to want to make everyone around me feel comfortable and loved beyond measure. So cultural norms and familial norms have highly influenced me. My friends' reactions, or lack thereof, weighed heavily on me. What my parents thought could send me to cloud nine or make me want to hide in a hole like Saddam Hussein. I remember the feeling that washed over me when I was living in California, but had a business meeting in Atlanta with a music industry manager who had managed TLC and Tony Braxton and a bunch of other big names. I walked into his office shaking like a leaf in the wind as I passed gold-framed records on the walls. I sat in his waiting area, sweating through my t-shirt, thinking, this could be the moment that changes the rest of my life. I got called in. We sat down. He asked me a bunch of questions about myself and where I wanted to go musically and filled me in on what was going on in the music industry at that point in time. Toward the end of our conversation, he directed both of our attention to my debut EP. It was six songs that I had worked on so hard and recorded in LA. I co-wrote four of the six songs on it, and I was totally green, but eager during the whole process of its creation. I put everything I knew to put into that EP, and this manager told me he didn't like it. He said something like, I don't really like it or connect with the music, but I do like you. I was crushed. I started questioning all my decisions. Should I have worked harder? Was my voice just not quite good enough? Was I not good enough? Had I overlooked something that could have been fixed, but now it was too late to do so? I berated myself. And this type of thing has happened many times in different areas of my life. I've received plenty of praise too, but my animal brain tends to only remember the criticism that is sent my way. So, for most of my life, I would feel a gush of confidence when I received praise and start doubting every move I had made the moment I received criticism. It turns out, and this is what I had been wrestling with so fervently, that my belief in myself was parallel to the feedback I did or did not receive from others. And unfortunately, I think this is pretty normal. I don't think I'm a trailblazer in my frequent visits to the other people's point of view department. Our Western culture has raised us to constantly be seeking approval from those around us and beyond us. It's become an addiction and a point of serious depression and even suicide for some. Instagram is removing public likes from posts for this very reason. We are basing our individual value on how much we think others value us. 
My circumstances and my pain last year forced me to question this norm. And again, you can read my whole story in my ebook, Didn't Break Me, that's available on my website, JacquelineSteelInternational.com. It's totally free. This realization that my belief in myself was so volatile kept coming up over and over and over for me. And my circumstances and my pain were kind of the perfect storm. And they all forced me to question this norm, this norm that we are basing our individual value on how much we think others value us. As I realized that this was totally unsustainable and an unhealthy way of looking at myself, my internal dialogue went something like this. How have I been cultivating my self-belief? And I felt the answer through the opinions of others and their feedback and their attention, and through my father specifically. How could I ever believe in myself if I'm building my self-belief on something that will always be shifting? And the answer I received was, you can't, Jacqueline. That's like building masterful sandcastles over and over and then watching them wash away with the tide. You cannot expect consistency from anyone but yourself. Okay, I can logically understand that, but what do I do now? And the answer I received was, you take the steps necessary to believe in yourself by yourself. Okay, but what does that even mean? And the answer I received was, you have to dissect what you've been basing your belief system on. And any belief that is out of your realm of control, you have to let go of and replace it with a belief that is in your control. I was and still am tired of the phrase, believe in yourself. And I know, like I said at the beginning of this episode, that the intention behind it is good, but what does it really feel like? How do we do it? What does it look like in action? I am someone who needs something to go on, something I can hold, even if it's just an idea. So in this process, by dissecting how much I was doubting myself, I was able to see some jumping off points for changing my inner story. And what I learned through my struggle is that healthy self-belief for me reads like this. Number one, I was created for a purpose. The fact that I am flesh and blood and walking on this planet is a miracle. Therefore, my value is intrinsic. And it doesn't matter what I produce in this world or how much I succeed according to the expectations of others. The fact that I am here breathing and living and loving is enough. I am enough just as I am and I am worthy just as I am. Number two, I realize that the opinions of others will always be shifting and changing. Sometimes I'll get rave reviews and sometimes I'll be vilified. I need to look no further than Taylor Swift for proof of this. It's all part of the territory of being human and putting myself out into the world. And because I now realize that this is normal and part of the human experience, I am much less fearful of what others may think because I can never, ever, ever please everyone. The best thing I can do is to do my best. And beyond that, I have zero control. So worrying about anyone else's thoughts about me is a total waste of my precious energy. I'm going to win some and I'm going to lose some. And both 
of those things. Winning and losing are such important parts of life because they are catalysts for growth and learning. Number three, I know my intentions. I am self-aware enough to know that who I am is good. I want good for others and I purpose to uplift others in everything I create and do. If there are people who do not understand this or even worse, criticize me for it, then so be it. People who are doing big things in this world generally don't have the time to poke and criticize and make fun of others. I am choosing to be one of the people who does big things in life. I honor my intentions and my heart, and I release the negative opinions of others while wishing them well. I don't have room in my life for people or things that are not lifting others up. Number four, I keep my own damn promises. I listen to my own intuition. I make space for my own voice and wisdom in a world of very loud people. I act on the messages that my heart and soul communicate with me. And this relationship with my inner self is sacred. Sacred. The more I know who I am, the more I can be who I am. And this quiet knowing is the spinal cord of self-belief. Number five, I have healthy boundaries. My yes means yes and my no means no. I make decisions that are aligned with my inner sacred self and its values. Gone are the days where I bend over backwards trying to please others at my own expense. Gone are the days of me trying to prove my value and my worth when it is intrinsic and part of my very birthright. I actively teach people how to treat me by kindly communicating the types of treatment I will or will not accept. Number six. I am my own gatekeeper. I am my own ceiling maker. I am my own rule writer. I will not allow anyone on this planet to decide what I am or am not capable of when it comes to following my dreams. I make those decisions. If a door is closed, I can find an open one. If everything seems impossible, then I can cultivate faith. I will not give up unless my heart is no longer in the project. Every day I am co-creating my reality with my maker. I've witnessed many miracles in my life, things that can't be explained by logic, and I choose to believe that many miracles will again visit my reality now and in the future. I'm okay with not always being in control. I trust that my maker has a much grander plan for me than anything I could have come up with myself. So this is what belief in myself feels like on a day-to-day basis. And I'm going to rattle off a bunch of things that I wrote. Belief in myself feels a lot like blind faith. Belief in myself feels like a reservoir of strength that I can tap into whenever I want. Belief in myself feels like a quiet knowing that I can do something when someone is telling me straight to my face that I cannot. Belief in myself is mid-run when the side ache starts, and instead of quitting, I slow down for a second to walk and catch my breath, and then pick up where I left off. Belief in myself is waking up before the sun because my dreams matter so much to me. Belief in myself is trusting my body and my spirit when it is asking for a break 
or some rest or some downtime. Belief in myself feels like writing that song and owning it instead of questioning every little thing about it. Belief in myself is confidently stating my opinion, even if it isn't the popular one, because I know who I am and what I believe in. Belief in myself is looking someone in the eyes and telling them how incredible they are. This act requires vulnerability. And because I believe in my own worth, I am able to reflect that back to others. Belief in myself is sitting at the table with the big league players. Belief in myself is betting on my own abilities even if I'm scared. Belief in myself is eating that decadent bowl of pasta because I know that my beautiful body and self needs a treat. Belief in myself is choosing the veggies over the pasta when I know I need energy and focus. Belief in myself is getting on stage and forgetting what I look like because I know my heart. Belief in myself is writing my own story. Belief in myself is drawing my own map. Belief in myself is letting go of relationships that suck the life out of me and pouring into relationships that have the potential to blossom. Belief in myself is healthy boundaries with myself and others. Belief in myself is keeping my own damn promises. Belief in myself is a strong knowing that my worth and my value are not parallel to my output. They are intrinsic. I was born and exist for a purpose. My dear ones, we hold so much wisdom, but sometimes we forget it. But the good news is that it can always be conjured back up whenever we want to call on it because it never left in the first place. Trust your intuition. Act on what makes you come alive and refuse to let anyone except you calculate your worth. And here are a couple gentle reminders. You are already worthy. You are already awesome. You are already fucking powerful. You're already on your way. All you have to do is put the gas in your own tank. You have been listening to the podcast Self-Discovery with me, Jacqueline Steele. For more information or to submit a question, please visit JacquelineSteelInternational.com slash selfdiscoverypod. To contact me directly, please reach out via Instagram at Jacqueline Steele. That's J-A-C-L-Y-N-S-T-E-E-L-E. And to watch some super fun video content that I'm sharing, please find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash official Jacqueline Steele. If you are loving this podcast and deriving any kind of value from it, please leave me a review. The algorithm and how it works is that podcasts with really good reviews go higher to the top of the list and are more searchable and found by more people. So in order to get the word out about this podcast, good reviews are absolutely vital. Anyway, light and love and peace. And remember, life gets easier when we know who we are. I'm sending you love. Go be big today. And until next time. Thank you for listening.